Welcome to Late Night Writers. On this episode, we talk with Danny. Danny is the founder of Ashva Yoga in Castle Rock, Colorado. She was recently featured in the 2019 edition of the Equine Journal and the 2019 edition of Horse Illustrated. She was a presenter at the 2014 and 2015 Yoga Journal Live at Estate Park, Colorado, teaching equestrian yoga. Danny also presented in the National North American Trail Ride Conference and the Parker Elizabeth Riding Club. Anyone that has horses, you'll definitely find that either her breathing techniques or her stretching is going to be something that will be truly an asset for both you and your horses. So enjoy. Welcome to Late Night Riders. I'm Gretchen and I'm joined by my grandma Debbie and Danny. Hi, Danny. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Debbie and Gretchen. Oh. Yeah, glad to be on the show with you guys. We're so glad to have you. Thank you. So Danny is from Ashva Yoga and um, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started with horses? Sure. So I grew up uh, born and raised in Germany, and ever since I was a little kid, I was just fascinated with horses, and maybe it's every girl's dream to want to be with horses, but uh, my grandparents had a farm, and I spent pretty much all my vacations on the farm. Unfortunately, they had cows and and, uh, pigs and chickens, unfortunately not a horse. Um, I always was fascinated with horses. Every once in a while, I got, for my birthday, I got from my parents a riding lesson, uh, we were three girls. I have two younger sisters. And of course, if all three wanted to do writing, it gets quite expensive for our parents. Right. So every once in a while, um, I got a lesson. I started, you know, when I was younger. And then um, as I got older, our parents had friends that had horses and a pony. So I got mm. the experience of riding a lovely pony that tries to rub you off on any tree that it passes <laughs> with you. <laughs> we and hear then, that often. Um, took a little bit of a break <laughs> until I made my own money. Um, started a job and could actually afford riding and it was a pretty um, committed rider taking lessons two or three times a week in Germany my background is jumping and dressage that's mm-hmm. what you do in Germany mm-hmm. and just absolutely loved it so uh, yeah. it started with the, with the animals and the horses so yeah uh, so then from that you moved to the states and um, you had an injury correct and that's what brought you to start your company Right, exactly. So when I moved to the U.S., um, at least it was 95, my work got me here to beautiful sunny Colorado, which is not something mm-hmm. you have in Germany in the winter, um, the blue sky, and I just absolutely loved it. And of course, I wanted to continue writing. And uh, since the middle, I wanted to come here for about three years, get the international experience and go back to Germany. Well, this is 24 years later, I'm still here. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I leased uh, Thoroughbred for a while. And, uh, you know, after I went through some winners and decided, oh, I'm going to stay a little bit longer, then I decided to buy my own horse. And it was an off the track Thoroughbred. His name was Abraham. Okay. Yep. Loved the horse, loved the horse. And I continued my journey with him with um, some jumping, some dressage, and I showed him a little bit. Okay. And unfortunately, when I tried to take him outside of the arena, that with a thoroughbred does sometimes not work so well. Right, right. And uh, well, it happened, we were on a trail ride with friends and when we came back to the barn, the horses and pastures were running and he got all excited and I tried to come back, he bucked me off. So I had an injury in my back and actually fractured um, one of my lower vertebrae in the back. And uh, so I was laid up for a little bit and then started my journey into yoga to heal my back. Um, I was fortunate enough not to have surgery, which is great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, came through Pilates to yoga 
and then um, practiced it and my certification in, in yoga and became a yoga teacher and then decided to take it into the horse. And that's where my journey with Ashwa Yoga um, started. Um, Ashwa means horse. It's Sanskrit and Sanskrit is an old ancient Indian language that we use a lot in yoga poses. If you go to a studio, a lot of teachers might still use the language for poses. And uh, so Ashwa means horse. And uh, so I wanted to bring my experience that I personally had with my horse and the yoga um, to other people and uh, start. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, can, can I ask you a question? When you were saying you came off of that horse and you were injured and then you had that, that was a pretty severe injury. Um, how, I mean, were you, my question is, is like you had to be, take it pretty easy for a while. And, and were you thinking I can get through this, there's a way to do it, or was it more or less we might have to do surgery? I mean, I'm kind of wondering how that came to, I will do the yoga then. Did, how did that happen? Um, well, it was all about strengthening. Um, you know, the doctors told me because it was a compression fracture. Okay. And so there really wasn't a whole lot. I mean, they have technologies now to kind of, you know, make the, uh, um, the vertebra bigger again. Okay. And kind of, I didn't want to do that. So I thought wow. I'm going to try it with the Pilates and with the yoga just wow. to strengthen. Wow. And, uh, you know, stay more flexible that way. And um, it's, it's to this day, it really helped me. But I do have to be still diligent with my practice yeah. so many years later. Right, right. Wow. I, I just wondered how you came upon that, if you had heard it and thought this would might work or whatever. That's amazing that it went from that mm -hmm. to all of this. That's a big step. So, yeah. yeah. So at what yeah. point did you switch over to riding Western? Was it as soon as you got to Colorado or was it... Sorry? At what point did you start um, riding Western? Was it once you got your horse in Colorado or was it later? It was later because um, I had the thoroughbred that I showed um, jumping into Sash. Mm -hmm. And then after my accident, when that happened, um, for a while I couldn't ride. I had, you know, help other trainers trying to ride my horse. Um, and then the Western saddle gave me more of the um, security, if you will, to yeah. be a little bit safe. Saddle, I know my first ride, I felt like Michelin Man with, you know, eventing right. vest. Right, yeah. Um, just in case right. because it's a, it's a big thing um, for a lot of us if we have injuries with the horses um, not just that we break our body but we break that trust um, right. between the horse and us and that's a big part of what I'm teaching now with my equestrian yoga is yes we do poses that make us stronger more flexible um, you know whether it's twists side bends things like that but it's also the mental aspect of yoga and the trust that we build yeah. with the horses yeah. especially right. if something happens it's really hard and it took me a long long time right. and uh, the yoga has absolutely helped me just to become more aware to become more present my breathing how it affects the riding yeah and uh, that's what i'm what i'm teaching and i absolutely mm -hmm. love you know spreading the word and helping more people overcome what i went through really by accident i came stumbled upon it so did you find that once you started this and in riding western it's it's that's kind of interesting to me because i rode western when i was younger and then got into the hunter jumper world but still loved to ride western for trail around here but did you find that you as you worked with your horse, the horse that you were working with at that time then, that the horse helped you a little bit through that? Or did you help the horse a little bit through that to help you? How did that work? Because I know horses have a lot of, 
you know, there's a lot of energy there where they pick up what you're doing too. So absolutely. So I had to be very, very present all the time. Um, mm-hmm. one, you know, one one reason was because out of fear, out of that trust yes. that wasn't there anymore. Sure. But then um, also to pick up on his energy, like you said, horses mirror our energy. Yes. And they mm-hmm. tell if you're nervous, if you tense, um, your muscles get tighter, you lift yourself out of the saddle. Mm-hmm. Um, so all these aspects play a role when you when you ride, and it doesn't matter really which discipline it is. Horses are great teachers because they do show us where we are in our yes. space, in our head, in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they compensate for our imbalances, for our weaknesses, right. for our stiffnesses. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the Western saddle gave me just a little more security. Sure. Um, my thoroughbred was used to reins always tight. Mm-hmm. So with the Western, you yes. try to ride on a very loose rein. And so that took a lot of time. I had, yeah. luckily, I had a great, great um, trainer that helped me through that. Nice. To, to, to make him basically learn that, you know, loose range does not mean run. So, I like yeah. that you're saying that because there are people that have those things where they have come off of a horse. Even my daughter, Kristen, uh, Gretchen's mother, you know, we all have. But I mean, at that time when you have that trust issue and you, it's good to have somebody to help you through that because sometimes people don't get through that. But even hearing you say how far you've come with that, somebody helped you along and, and step by step here you are today, which is amazing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. So when you first started um, incorporating it with the horse how how did that happen were you just like out there doing poses with your horse or did you actually get up on your horse and start doing poses um i started doing poses well the first part was really the breathing was the biggest part Um, like debbie's horses feel that energy so it really started with me using my breathing exercise while i was riding okay i was synchronizing my breath with the horse's movement and i was trying to elongate the exhalations because that's Mm -hmm. the and the exhalations are feeding our parasympathetic nervous system, and that's yes. the calming part of our nervous system. So as I, you know, was able to exhale more deeply, I could feel my horse relaxing. Mm. And uh, one day I was with another boarder from the facility. I was boarding back then. We were out um, riding, and her horse got a little nervous, a little anxious. And I said, "Hey Danielle, why don't you, why don't you try this? You know, try to exhale." longer than your inhalation count your inhales and then make your exhalations longer and her horse it was just like somebody wow. flipped the switch that That's horse relaxed <laughs> it was focused it wasn't spooky anymore and i'm like oh my god this is there you go this is working, you know <laughs> yeah, this something's awesome. happening and I, that I have to teach this and then the poses came um after that because okay. then i felt like okay when we're riding you know if you look at um how you wear your chaps or if you look at the soles of the of your shoe, you know it's unevenly worn. Right. And so one side is stronger riding, that immediately affects the horse. It doesn't matter which discipline, if it's a jumper, dressage, western, right. and it doesn't matter. Right. So it's the awareness that we, we gain from practicing yoga um, to then help to be a better rider, because oh, I feel like we hope to our horses to become the best that we can every day, work on ourselves first, and then with the horse become you know that union really that what that means yoga union with the horse that connection with the horse boy yeah really does make sense because um you know i was wondering about that how you put that together but it makes so much sense with your breathing and knowing Mm -hmm. from the side of the horse you know that's really interesting though and then the poses and things with the balance like you're saying you know and learning how to 
calm everything down and then be more balanced. And I'm sure, I, you know, strength and different things that you do make such a big difference. So, yeah. Now, when you're doing your poses um, or, like, going through your poses with your horse, is it a flow or is it more split up since you're on the horse? It's a... It's a very gentle um, class. I know a lot of people are going to say, Christian Yoga, what are you doing? You know, are you doing down dog and headstands? And I always say, it's like, yes, we could do that, but no, we're not doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I usually start um, on the ground with the horse. So we do some, you know, lateral stretches, side bending. Um, I try to do more hip, inner, inner legs, inner thighs, anything that helps to lengthen the muscles that kind of, um, okay. you know, when kind of hold the, hold right. the body against the, your legs, um, right. your hips. And then I also incorporate some poses for the horse. Actually, we'll do some hip openers for the horse um, that I've learned over the years from chiropractors, horse chiropractors, okay. and um, And so just kind of help them a little bit because a lot of times you feel that not only we are imbalanced, the horses are imbalanced right. too. Right, right, right. Yeah. Sometimes because of us, but sometimes just because they are. And so you just get more aware. So we do poses on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then oftentimes, um, like let's say we do a you know standing twist, um, just to see, okay, what's your range of motion? Which way can you twist further or not? And then later we'll do it in the saddle again, um, seated, um, and see, okay, you know, what's different? Because now your pelvis is stationed in the, stationary in the saddle. So when you're on the ground or when you're on a yoga mat, you can cheat a little bit. Okay. You know, yep. mm-hmm. you don't get that feedback. But when you're in a saddle, then it's much more true to um, where is your range of motion. Mm-hmm. And I've had people talk about, um, you know, the, the differences from side to side, like a jump rope when they land, that horse would always fall out to a certain side. And then when we did this twist, it's like, oh, my God, I'm so much more flexible one side or the other. And that's exactly how it affected the horse. Huh. That's um, so interesting. Did you? Yeah, you know, and then also when you ride with others, especially, um, let's say you know you ride behind each other, you usually have a tendency to turn always one one way, and that of course over time creates a habit in the body. So now you're more flexible to the left, let's say, because you're always looking to your buddy, right. you know, turning to the left. Right. And uh, so sometimes we're just not aware. We're just human, and we just do things. Over time, it creates a pattern in the body. So, yeah. Mm. I know you did your um, your dressage and hunter jumper first, and then went to your western. I know it's a matter of balance, and and you know, riding and so forth can be the same for for both disciplines. But did you find that the western helped you a little bit in the discipline? I know you said your reins looser, but sitting in that saddle, did you find anything any different with that kind of a saddle compared to like your English saddle, or not so much? Just balance is that kind of more the yeah. I like to have a deep seat, and that's probably from my dressage background. So I actually have a custom-made saddle um, that does have more of that dressage-like okay. seat. Okay. Um, I like that connection. I like to be with a horse. I like to really feel it. Um, and you have, of course, a lot more tooling, a lot more leather in a Western right. saddle. Um, but right. nonetheless, you still feel the horse. If you are aware and present and conscious, you can feel it. Like one exercise I do with my students um, in the Christian yoga is so their own breathing, but then I ask them to feel the horse's breath. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. if you've ever taken the time just to sit and relax your legs, yes. the horse breathes really funny. I mean, first of all, they they breathe less in a minute than we do. They mm-hmm. go 8 to 12 times, where we go more 12 to 18 times a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes they hold their breath. Then there's a whole pause, there's nothing, and then there's a big sigh. And so it's very choppy, if you wow. if that makes sense, yes. um, initially. But 
then I ask him, okay, no matter how weird the breath is, synchronize your breath with the horse. And you should see these horses. There's these ears going back. They're like, I don't know what's going on back there. And their breath changes. Their breath yeah. smooths out. It gets more rhythmic. Wow. Um, because they're not holding it. So um, it's it's really it's really quite amazing how that the horses just rock. That's really cute. That's sweet. That's yeah. awesome. And sometimes, you know, people say, well, I can't feel the breath. And I said, because we're not um, doing a lot of riding, like galloping or cantering or anything like that. Um, so the horse isn't really out of breath because we do mostly standing and then walking, sometimes trotting. Um, it depends on the group that I have, if they're comfortable with that, you know, in the arena all together. Um, so sometimes it's harder to feel the breath, but if you do, then it's it's quite interesting how it changes just by you trying to to be with the horse. Mm -hmm. So Now, do you travel to go see your different clients or do they all trailer their horses to where you're located? How does that work? Um, I do both. I um, Since three years, uh, we have our own little ranch and then I have people come in with their horses, they trailer in and uh, I also travel to different ranches. I don't have an indoor at our place. So especially in the winter, if somebody does have an indoor arena and they invite me over as a, as a trainer, as a teacher, to practice with them there, then I will do that. And uh, yeah, so I, I travel all over. I'll be yeah. um, February, I'll be at the uh, Rocky Mountain Horse Expo. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, great yeah, for, for being accepted as clinicians. So that's pretty much yeah, I've been at the Yoga General Conference up in Estes Park, wow. where I partnered with, it, um, they call them dude ranches, you know, those trail riding horses. Yeah. And we, like in the Rocky Mountain National Park, and it was a really nice day and all day events. So, yeah. Yes, and we know you've been in other like publications like Horse Illustrated, and you've done many, many things. So, um, you know, you've been doing quite a lot for a long time with that. So, I have a question that's a little bit different because we were talking about yoga before we came on. So, we have people here that do maybe this is totally different, like hot yoga. So, I'm thinking mm -hmm. of Colorado, the different temperatures. Does that affect what you do, or, or do the temperatures make a difference at all, or what do you think about those things? In, in regards to the, the horse part, the equestrian part? Are you working with your horses and the people that you're working with? Does it make a difference in how the horses react to the yoga or the people? I mean, I would I don't know if you're in a climate where it's colder and hotter at times, but here, like oh, yeah. in Ohio, we have like places where there's like hot yoga where it's really, really hot. People are in that environment. Do people prefer the horses or, or is there a temperature that is better one than another or it all works together? I mean, we're, we're not not really. It's, you can really practice at any time. Okay. Um, like, of course, it's a more comfortable if you can just wear, you know, a light shirt rather than in the winter. We're all bundled up, like right. Sunday, um, right. teaching, um close here to Castle Rock um, class, and it's outdoors. We love the outdoors, so it's yes. a little chilly. But, you know, you warm up and. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, we, we just love the outside and the sunshine and, yeah. and the blue sky. And I do teach, I still teach yoga in the studio as well. Okay. Um, I own a yoga studio in town here until this last summer when I decided I'm going to sell it and focus more on the equestrian yoga part. So, but I'm still teaching, you know, weekly classes, school classes, private classes, semi-private. I think that's that. awesome. So yeah. it's not just the equestrian And yoga. being in Colorado so. on your Facebook page, I saw it must have been, I would think Colorado, beautiful, gorgeous scenery. That has to be beautiful for everybody. Horses, you, you know, the people there, that's, that's a wonderful thing anyway when you're trying to slow down mm -hmm. your breathing and 
uh, do the poses. I also think it's awesome that you're doing it with the horse. Um, mm-hmm. We have like some alpaca yoga and goat yoga here where mm-hmm. they just are just running around you the whole time yeah. and having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's awesome when you get to actually have that connection with an animal and you're doing it together. Mm-hmm. It's your partner and you're like mm-hmm. experiencing that together. I, I think it's incredible. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So over the, the course of the practice, um, you know, I always ask the students, to, to kind of remember how they feel when we get first get into the saddle. And uh, even just getting in the first time feels different because we did some on the ground already. You know, you do your warrior two poses. You can do them really anyway. You don't need a yoga mat just yeah. to get the eyes open, to get the, um, the groins released a little bit, like I said, the hips, the shoulders. And then also just play with balance. You know, I have them stand in a, in a regular chair pose like you do in yoga, where you mm-hmm. bend your knees, and then just put all the weight in one leg, put all the weight in the other leg, and not just which side is easier because you will have, I always say, a good right. side and a better side. And, uh, and that plays a role. How do you put your feet in the stirrup? Where is your weight when you're riding? Where is it in the saddle? And, you know, if we are heavy on one side, the horse has to carry us more on that side. So they develop their muscles differently as well. Um, and I love that, you know, people are more and more open to understanding that, you know what? Maybe the horse isn't the problem. Um, many people, you know, they go through horses right. and horses and horses, right. and after a while, it's like it's the same thing that happens again, right? Different horse, but same pattern, same things happen. And until we realize, well, maybe it's us, you know, maybe I can be better, maybe I'm pulling too hard, or maybe I'm too imbalanced or inflexible, or maybe not strong enough, you know, to carry the horse and, and lead it with, with mm-hmm. lightness, but yet um, a steady a steady seed, a good connection seed, uh, not interfering with the horse is important, that you have the suppleness of the shoulders um, and the legs and uh, can use them independently. You know, you don't want to squeeze your legs and pull on the reins at the same time, so you want everything to be uh, kind of um, independent in, in a way. And so um, I'm, I'm really glad to see people are more and more open to that, to understand yeah. that, you know what, a lot is me. And right, right, I agree. This is probably going to be a tough question, but how long do you think it takes someone, um, let's just say, I know horse people, some of us tend to be pretty rough on ourselves at times. So you get these people come in who are really stiff or sore or you know can't move like they should. And, or even too, some people have had maybe some injuries in the past. How long do you, does it take to actually kind of see a change? How long should somebody give this before they say, hey, I'm gonna see a change? What do you think? Very quickly, um, I have one lady, one student, fairly new um, with that group that I'm going back to on Sunday. Um, she is quite disabled, has some some struggles, health struggles, um, and uh, you know, she told me right away from the beginning that Danny, if I can't do certain things, it's not you, it's just me. I, I have restrictions. And okay, like, that's cool. That's fine. And then after um, when I was there the third time practicing with them, she said, you know what? After the two times. I feel completely different. She said, oh. I have stretched muscles wow. that I just know how to get to. Oh. Um, she does T, um, physical therapy for her injuries and all that. Yes. And to me, that's just rewarding to hear. That's like, you know, even um, even after that short amount of time, um, I have people that are older, I have people that are younger. Uh, one lady, she's gotta be in her mid seventies probably by now. Wow. And of course then, you know, the older we get, the more, you know, accidents or things happen with right. us with our horse. Right, and so it's even more important to work through that because you know we, we don't get more limber by doing nothing. We have right. to really work at it. We have right. to be 
on top of it and realize, okay, this is what I need to do to become more flexible again. And a lot of times people are intimidated by the word yoga. They say, oh, I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible. <laughs> so, and I said, it has nothing to do with it. Yoga is so much more. It's the mindfulness. It's the, the, the self-awareness. It's the growing as a person. That's all part of yoga. It's not just the physical, the physical part of it. Right. So as someone who, or not, but I do yoga, but for like <laughs> beginner people that have never experienced yoga before, how should they start? Should they start in a class? Should they just start ask that. Yep. on like looking up YouTube videos? Yeah. What do you it's better with recommend? an instructor yeah. or not? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they can come to any Christian yoga. I've had a lot of people that have never done yoga. They come with their horses and they tell me I've never done yoga. No, nothing about yoga. And, uh, and they do awesome. Like I said, it's a very gentle practice. Um, there is some twisted, but it's nothing that not anyone can do. Um, sometimes people are a little bit tighter in their quads and in in front of the thighs when we do a thigh stretches in the saddle. So what I have is I have old lead rolls that I cut up, and uh, I use them as, I call them my arm extenders. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. I hand them out to practice, and right. you know, people can use them to catch their foot right. and to bring it to the saddle. And so anybody can do it. You know, when we do, um, you know, the cow face pose mm-hmm. with the arms, a lot of people can't touch the fingers behind their back, right? right. Not many can, actually. Right. And so the same thing. I give them that little lead rope and they can hold on to it and they still get a beautiful stretch in the shoulders and, and open the chest and all that. So really, you don't need any experience to do this. You can come with an open mind and ready to learn and to experience and learn with your horse. Because the horses learn at the same time as well. You know, the first time mm-hmm. people come with their horses, the horses is like, well, that's weird. I'm just standing. I'm not doing anything. You're not asking me to do anything. Some yeah. are quite confused. So, uh, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so where can people find you to contact you if they're interested, if they're in your area? Um, they can go to the website, um, ashwayoga.com, and uh, there's a link. They can email me. And uh, I'll be happy to touch base with them to come practice there with them and teach there. Um, if they want to learn more about it, I do have a DVD. Um, I have it here that is um, a home practice, Equestrian um, yes. Yoga. Yeah, it's awesome. a 40 minute class, 20 minutes you can do with the horse out in the pasture, out in the arena. You can do it at home in your living room, and then 20 minutes is on the horse. So people can just kind of get into it, um, you know, how they move their spine, you know, the cat-cow, what you do on the yoga mat just to kind of um, mobilize the, the spine and uh, the nervous system gets a little massaging. And, and really it's about, you know, creating that connection that you see with the, with the horse so that you're safer because you do want to, you know, safety is first and you want to be safe and stable in the saddle. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, we're going to take a short break and when we come back, we'll enter our next segment, Canter Banter. This podcast is brought to you by Ram Horse Fencing and Stalls, the one-stop shop for your horse farm. Ram is family-owned and operated and has been in business for over 30 years. We welcome you to call in and speak with an expert about your next project today at 866-653-8984. Again, that's 866-653-8984. And we're back (laughs) on this segment of Canter Banter. Danny's going to share a spooky story. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah so last summer um i mentioned we have the sitsui and we have our own little ranch and uh, safety is uh, number one for me for my horses i love to have it safe um for everyone anyhow we were sitting on our deck one afternoon and uh, there was a, one of party one of those party uh, balloons blowing in it was quite windy that day 
And you know, as a horse person, you see this, you know, like, yes. oh my gosh, what's going to happen, right? <laughs> so that balloon comes in and somehow the string gets wrapped around one of those electro braids oh, no. and was stuck at the fence. And we have two quarter horses now. I switched um, from thoroughbreds to quarter horses now. Okay. And uh, anyway, the quarter horses, of course, freaking out, big eyes. And then <laughs> after a while, they just slowly came closer to the fence, checking the balloon out. And, and they were nudging it, got all, all brave. Uh, at some point, one horse is rusty. Um, he pulled on the balloon string, oh. and uh, that horse has about the worst cheese in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow the string got stuck. In oh, my his teeth. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Oh my gosh! Oh my goodness! In his mouth, trying to get rid of it. The balloon oh, is flashing. He's running through the pasture, up and down the hill. Tank Mather was right behind him, and they're just racing and racing. And I'm just watching this, like, oh my God, what's going to happen? What's right. going to happen? Right. And what about was to get up and say, okay, I have to do something. You can't just sit there and watch right. that. It was hilarious. We had to laugh so hard. So I walk funny. out to the pasture, and uh, the balloon got stuck in one of the strawbooks and pulled it out of his mouth. And then they just stood there, like, immediately stop, <laughs> turn around. Looked at the balloon, just stared at it. What is that? <laughs> what was that all about? Oh my goodness! I cannot believe that that happened. I've never heard of that with a horse's teeth Getting with a string stuck. like that. That had to be funny. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a really good story. Oh my god! They were so cute because then they just turned around and looked. <laughs> and like as soon as it's gone, they just stopped. Like then that was stopped. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then they got all crazy. <laughs> they're so cute they're so sweet that's funny Aww. well thank you danny so much for um taking time to talk to us and t- teaching us about yoga it's with horses fun. it's incredible yeah it's really been really fun. appreciate it thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it thank you yeah body christian yoga and i hope you have an awesome rest of your day and thanks so much thank, thank you. you so much thank you Uh, We hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast and encourage you to share with all your equestrian family and friends. You can tune into Late Night Riders podcast show every Friday night. Each episode will be uploaded exclusively on YouTube where you can subscribe to our channel to stay up to date with all of our latest shows. Do you have a topic you'd like to discuss? We want to hear from you. You may email us at podcast at or feel free to leave a comment below. Thank you again for listening.